Welcome to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. The Podcast. Where we discuss everything you need to know and perhaps some things you don't about how to fail forward in young adult ministry. These monthly podcasts discuss culture topics, interview guests, cover books, and rift on anything else that we feel like is relevant. Hello, my name is Kenny. I live in the Boise, Idaho area where I'm the volunteer director with my local church, Young Adult Ministry. And I'm Chris in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm on staff with University Christian Fellowship as a church engagement catalyst and the National Coordinator for Campus Mission, which is an outreach of the Church of the Nazarene to college and university students. And I'm Jeremy in Nashville, Tennessee, where I serve as the university pastor and community engagement pastor at Trebekah Community Church. And, and here, here we, we go. Here we go. Go. It's only getting more intense from here based upon the show notes that I've looked at. Yeah. And I'm totally, I'm here for it, man. I'm ready. I was impressed with Dr. Reader's, uh, his little presentation at LC, speaking of LC. Whoa, we're not there yet. Hold on. We're not there. Right. That, was a pre, that was a premature segue. Um, we'll talk about that later. We'll come back to that. Foreshadowing. Life updates. Hey, Kenny, tell me, what is there a trifecta then on the calendar for 22? A two-part trifecta with July being the Utah, and maybe if I do a trifecta, then the other part will be in Seattle, probably. Um, but hopefully, I'll get to do that tough honor with you guys. So, is the two-part trifecta a dufecta? No, it's just that Utah is a trifecta weekend, so you could do them all three back to back. I don't want to do that. People do that. I just I don't know how long it would take me to walk again afterwards. <laughs> so I'm thinking about doing the the super, maybe the sprint in Utah, and then in why did you push the Spartan button? Why did you do that? And then in Seattle, maybe doing the beast because it'll be easier than the Utah beast. Uh, the Utah beast, I'm just going to volunteer at. But I did just I'm talking to the Salt Lake City near Nazarene pastors, and they're probably all doing the Spartan with me at least. You know, there'll be some volunteer people, but people running it. Chris is like, I'll do the 10K, but I'm not sure about the rest of it. And like, there's 25 obstacles, dude. It's in the mountains where you live. But um, my, my daughter's graduating from Northwest Nazarene University right across the street here. This and, month? Um, or May? May 7th. Nice. Yeah. May 7th. Yep. Yep. No, but life and journey is good. And coming down to it with shepherd <clears throat> with um interns and recruiting and stuff we might hit our stretch goal 29 interns and fellows for the summer wow we're we're we were eight off of that and then i think we were nine off of that again after this morning in a conversation that i had hmm. but um this that's all working the things are working there systems in place and and we're working it and We've got, you know, a month and a half technically, but that's not very much time, as you guys know. And um, it's just interesting to me. I think it's really comparative. We've Shepherds come. It's just there's a lot of water under the recruiting bridge from when Jay Height could go to like three Nazarene schools and speak in two classes and two chapels and maybe get everybody that you needed for the summer. Um, takes a little bit more. It takes a little bit more. Um, uh, a right state grad. What? A right best and brightest university graduate, Jay Height. That's right. He earned his way back into the collegiate Nazarenes. This guy can do it. This guy can do it, man. But Wright State and Indiana Wesleyan. Those are his two degrees. Oh yeah. Is it, what's the Indiana Wesleyan? What's the Iowa? Masters of Leadership, something or other. He did do his course of study through MBC. So there's that Nazarene connection. Oh, I did not know that. I would yeah, say he was Master. At Wright State, at Wright State, he was MassCom and um, Poli Sci was his double major. I only bring that up and make fun just because, you know, to, if you know his story, he, you know, got a little bit slighted, uh, maybe not slighted, but anyway, it's it's good that he <laughs> he has that kind of clout and influence now in in Nazarene, Nazarene higher ed. Yes. Good. He's got great connection. I mean, he's just got great. Anyway, you were life updating. You were life yeah. updating. Sorry. Who's next? No, no, that's that's good. That that all 
I'm happy to digress to these places in my life update. And I'm ready. Aaron, what's up with you? I saw that cute picture, Easter picture, one sans, <laughs> sans sunglasses and one, you know, uh, with sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. We They're took stylish. <laughs> we took Easter family man. photos. What'd you say, Chris? I said, you got some cute kids. That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, uh, objectively the cutest kids on the planet like there's been research done um but yeah no it was they gave we gave them a few things for easter and it included the sunglasses that my sister or that my daughter include uh, insisted on wearing upside down was the right way to wear them yeah and then watches which has meant that my five-year-old lets us know what the time is about every two minutes hmm. uh, so that's been cute it's also been helpful to be like hey buddy we gotta leave at like you know, it says eight o'clock. We got to leave by eight oh seven. So you got to keep us on. Like it helps keep him on task. We're finding ways to. He loves that. Uh, redeem that. Yeah, it did. Um, it's eight oh six. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty good. Enjoy that while it lasts. My kids drag their butts to the car yeah. on Sunday mornings, man, <laughs> and they act like everything's normal. Hmm. Yeah. No, that was my my oldest turned five on Good Friday. Uh, uh, Zane. So he's we're getting like. Uh, starting like the all the plans for kindergarten um, wow. hmm. it's just like yeah i i it's one of the, it's some of those weird things where um see like i'm i'm realizing how much i need to apologize to my parents for um <laughs> in the past where like even just preparing for him to go to kindergarten is like putting me through the emotional like roller coaster um, I'm like, we need to get him everything for his birthday, whatever he wants. But then I'm realizing, you know, I never called my parents when I was at college uh, or not nearly enough. And so literally um, I saw them a few weekends ago and I was like, mom, I need to apologize. I should have called and texted you more. Like I'm realizing how much did it she means to that? me. She did. She, yeah. <laughs> she started crying. Cause I, I was, I, I am trying to grow in this area, but I'm, I'm pretty, like I'm 110% wherever I am. And so I have to slow down enough in my life to make sure that I'm being intentional on people who aren't, uh, who I, I don't run into on a daily basis, or I need to put it on the calendar, like with you guys to make sure that I, uh, stay you connected. So that's family's good. Um, uh, we're wrapping up. We got two weeks left in the college semester here at Trevecca. So getting ready for like end of the year activities and there's some projects I'm getting to work on, on the university that um, will keep me busy during the summer, but uh, it's, I'm excited. I feel like we're finally enough on the other side of peak pandemic stuff that we can start doing new things, being able to implement things that we're dreaming about in all areas of our lives. I think mm. more or less um, now it's just figuring out how to not overcommit, you know, all the things you could commit to because they were um, once a month commitments during COVID are now, um, you know, everything's getting back to regular speed uh, and trying to keep a balance on everything. But it's, it's good. We're, um, we're doing well. Jeremy, you missed one thing. I heard that the, the uh, mission trip team coordinator from Treveca is coming up to training week for Shepherd, which I don't know if we cover that in ministry updates or not, but yeah, so that's, ahead, that's, Chris. I, I don't mean to jump ahead on your life update, Chris, but Jeremy, I just felt like that was an important thing to for you to bring up. I, I'm excited uh, to hear the possibilities of further partnership and development across the universities and with Shepard. Dang uh, tootin' you are. Uh, and my wife getting to be a part of that. Uh, uh, she's looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, you guys are married? What? <laughs> Dude, did she tell you about the phone call with me about that? Did I talk to you about that at all? I, if it's the one where where she had said she wouldn't be able to, and then you called her and said, "Why did you tell me no?" I think was how she reiterated the conversation Not to me. Quite how that went, but it was more. She's like, <laughs> "Why do I need to go to this?" You know, and I'm like, "Let me tell you why." I sold her, dude. I, she's like, "Okay, you know what? I want to go now." I was like, "Wow, I wish this worked in every conversation like this." What? Well, no, it was good, and I know part of her was wanting to make sure that it, there was a strong, coherent why to it, since it would be going to a ministry and a city where our family is. Yeah. And so yeah. wanting to make sure that it was um, a truly like um, that when she asked for permission to, to go for that for work, that it was like, it was 
like strong and like in terms of the reason for her being there. So, well, that was, that, that, that was helpful. Bridges on the edge of out of personal updates, Jeremy, and, and into kind of mission and ministry and stuff, but we'll let it slide while we update, uh, hear updates from Chris. Yeah. Uh, uh, things are good here in Cincinnati. I'll make it brief. Um, don't, don't, don't feel that you need to do that. Uh, let's see. What do you care about? Um, so speaking of all the, the Nazarene world NMI stuff, um, so tomorrow I go to Indianapolis. Saturday's the Indie District NMI convention. It's my mom's final NMI convention as a NMI president. Oh, yeah. the whole family is like celebrating. The whole family is like celebrating. Finally, she's done. Finally, she's turned in her NMI gavel. Uh, but of course, it's going to be a an emotional you know, fun kind of day. But so Jason, my brother and I, we've been working on this video compilation of about 10 or 12 people who have sent us little videos. That's cool. I just want to say thanks to Martha Bean because she's awesome. Um, so we've got a few videos like that. Um, I'll get my video to you. Sorry, I keep procrastinating. What, <laughs> you asked so long ago. What, hey, you are a special person to my mother. She's would actually tell a couple of stories about you probably. Um, oh. But she got one from Nina Gunter that I just think mom is going to love. So it's it's kind of fun. Um, but it's been a lot of work. And I'm taking the whole coffee setup. I hired a barista to come with me. So we're doing coffee at the convention and talking up campus missions, campus ministries missions and stuff like that. So the next two days are going to be crazy, but it'll be fun. And uh, after that happens, then we start the painful process of packing up my parents to move to Tennessee. Mm um by the middle of may so that's gonna start a crazy um season of just trying to make that happen but um yeah that's the biggest thing right now um yeah my kids are all pretty good josiah is about to finish up the fifth grade here and uh and we've decided that's going to be his last uh his last year of public schools in this area we've we've gotten fed up with a couple of things so we're making a transition there so kind of excited about that because uh, his the, the next season of schooling for him is going to be more fun and almost a mixture of homeschooling and online learning academy type stuff um, so that'll be fun but we're going to be glad to have a certain amount of drama exit our lives with some bullying he's gone through with some very poor administration school-wise and things like that. So that's been a big headache that we're closing in on the, the finish line, you know, for that. That's really the big stuff. My girls are, uh, one, one is looking to move to Tampa, Florida, and one is uh, trying to move out of the house, maybe. So, I mean, we got a ways before we're empty nesters, but we're like two going to be two thirds empty nesters within the next three months, I think. So that's kind of um, weird. Will you guys have more flexibility with your son's schedule so that you could like get up and go do stuff if you wanted to? Yes, we can, we can take field trips and we can take trips and call them field trips. <laughs> if there's any level of learning at all, like, Oh, Hey, let's go spend two days hiking mammoth cave down in Kentucky, or let's go, you know, let's take a trip to, dc and explore you know american history and <laughs> whatever um let's go backpacking on the at for a weekend buddy we'll call it you know your pe credits for this entire your survival year. badge right right so yeah it, it'll be fun that way um there'll be some trickiness to it too since deb and i both work a bit and um and if and if middle daughter leaves the house, then we don't have her to fall back on for, for childcare. Yeah. But he's almost old enough to kind of be by himself if he needs to be for a few hours anyway. Um, well, yeah, life, life is good. Life, you know, lots of good things going on, some crazy things. Uh, yeah. Hmm. It's good to be with you guys. Oh. You know, I was looking back at the last post and it was just like March 6th that we that I posted our Treveca Community Church recording when we were all at Treveca. I mean, that was just last yeah. month, but it seems like a really long time ago to me. 
And then I posted something mid month that was like the final chapter, I think, that was just the reading portion uh, for Not Done Yet. But we are actually done now with that book, but um, <laughs> journey continues. So we're only really a month out from our last post, guys, which is kind of on schedule. It just feels like it's just been a while since we've been able to get together. Look at you, dude. You're loaded wow. for burr. Speaking of not done yet, we need to have a little giveaway. So if anybody's listening to this right now and you want a copy of this book, the first five people send me an email and ask for this book. I'll ship it to you. But you have to find his email first. That's right. You got to do a little work. You got to look it up online on the interwebs. This is going to be the Instagram post promo right here that goes on all the faces and socials and whatnots right here. But wait, there's more. Oh, what's Jeremy got? What are you giving away, Jeremy? Okay. Dude, I've got like all kinds of intern supplies in this room that I could give away that no one's used for years. All kinds of stuff. I was thinking we should do an episode sometime all about like working with young adults as interns and our experiences as interns or working with interns and like, yep, the good, the bad, the ugly. That would be interesting for me. Maybe I'll be the only one interested, but. I'd like to have that conversation. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. About three times. So, you know, it's true. Um, are we doing ministry updates? local ministry updates for each of us yeah why don't we go in reverse order uh mr bean hmm. you want to start us on in that area local ministry updates um, ministry stuff that you do updates because yours is a little bit decentralized at times yeah yeah for sure um yeah so right now with intervarsity actually uh we're hosting a digital camino for pastors um and so that's going on at the moment um, which is really just, uh, it's a resource that InterVarsity put together because during the pandemic, they couldn't do their study abroad pilgrimages um, like the Camino de Santiago in, in Spain. Um, so they basically have turned those into digital versions of the Camino. So it's like an audio guide that you listen to as you go walk for 30 yeah. minutes or an hour. It's really, they're really cool. Is this still going? Like I can still participate in it because I told you I was going to and I've totally forgotten this week. Yeah, yeah, please do. You can register. I can also just send you the link so you can access like the audio guide and you can just like try one, listen to it. You know, uh, some pastors, I send them in the invitation. They're like, oh, dude, I got too much going on. I can't do one more thing. Well, what, if, what helps you, though? Like if, if I fill that out, does that help you in some way? If you register and whatever, um, I mean, no, it doesn't help me necessarily. The, and the point of this is InterVarsity is trying to help pastors especially post Easter, like, Hey, take some time, really, you know, do some restorative, you know, prayer, just walking well, a path somewhere. Like, and, um, and they're really good. The content's really good. It's well produced. Um, and I think, and also the idea is for pastors to kind of get this resource and be like, Hey, this could actually be good for my staff, or this could be good mm-hmm. to do with a group in the church. Like they do this Camino together. Um, during Lent or during Advent or different times of the year. So it's also trying to introduce pastors and churches to some of the resources that InterVarsity is just, you know, they're just in this mode right now of everything they have just saying, oh, here, church, you take and use this. We've created all this stuff for campus ministry, but now we realize it's actually super useful for churches Mm. as well. Um, And Crew is honestly doing the same thing. And so is NAVS. It's like there's this weird spirit of collaboration all of a sudden where everybody's just like, now the alternative motive, I guess, is is that all of these groups, the parachurch campus ministry, they realize they can't accomplish their mission without the church. They realize that they really need the church to reach some campuses that they're they're never going to reach without the help of the church. Um, and so that's part of it. If you want to call that an ulterior motive, I mean, it's a kingdom motive. Dude, so Tim just told the Mosers that there's, they're angling it at, at BYU. He, that's not his word. That's mine. But they're looking at having, um, uh, intervarsity connection at BYU. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that on here. I don't know, but that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we're also pushing like Urbana is coming to Indianapolis this December, 
And yeah. it's the first time it's happened in Indianapolis ever. It's usually in St. Louis every three years. It's a triennial thing. So we're doing this event May 6th in Indianapolis for pastors as it's kind of a pastor appreciation thing, but it's also introducing them to University and Urbana, some of these resource kinds of things. So we're trying to get a bunch of um, pastors to that event May 6th in Indianapolis. There will be a nice bag of swag from University Press, which will be cool and probably worth make it worth the trip. Alan Sutherland's going to be on that panel that day. And uh, so we're trying to get Shepherd and churches around Indy connected and kind of prepped for the Urbana Missions Conference. That'll be like 10,000 college students coming to Indianapolis for a missions conference. Um, also really hoping to engage each of the Nazarene schools. We'd love to see students coming from each Nazarene school to the Urbana Conference um, in, in December. So that's I'm going to be there. What are the what are the dates for it? December 28 to 31. So they always do it during that between during the winter break between Christmas and New Year's kind of thing, which some people love, some people hate, but that's what it is. Um, I mean, yeah, I've never been to Urbana, but I've heard story after story of people. Well, even Scott Rainey tells a story about, I mean, he went to an Urbana a long time ago um, and it was kind of, I wouldn't say foundational or whatever. I don't want to overstate. Formative. It was formative. It was an important piece of his journey to missions. Um, is it the same time that that Passion has their conference? Passion is a little bit later than that. I think it's in January. Um, and I think is Passion doing two locations? I don't know, but they seem like very different focuses as far as conferences go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I tell people the Passion thing is is, I mean, more of a high energy, emotionally focused, not in a bad way, but a, a high energy worship event although i've talked to some who went to passion recently and they said they had some breakouts and some sessions and things that were real good so maybe passion has added more of that kind of thing um but urbana is definitely this mix of big big kind of worship experience together but also smaller breakouts really intense conversations how do you integrate faith and vocation and mission and how do you discern where god's leading you how do you how do you partner with christ you know to make the biggest impact with your life whatever so i mean i definitely am gonna encourage you know people to choose urbana over passion if they have to again urbana is every three years so do urbana one year and do passion the next two years if you want you know some kind of routine but um yeah, anyway, I think that'll create a little, I've noticed, even on our district, there's a church that's pushing passion, they're taking young adults to that, and um, and that's fine and all, I'm trying not to be like, oh, hey, if they were really spiritual, they'd go to Urbana, <laughs> we're just throwing it out like, well, hey, if the dates for passion don't work out, you want to be a part of this Urbana thing, please join us, so I'm, I'm pitching it more like that, not so much like uh, my my party's better than your party. Well, it's just, it's one of those things where the timing's so close on, on the different events that are for an age group. that's so hard to get, it's challenging to get involved with anything locally, let alone um, uh, maybe a large event like that. Um, <clears throat> I just thought, I, I just thought it was interesting. I did just didn't, I, Urbana's every three years and passion, like you said, happens every year. So I wasn't trying to bring it up to be like weird divisive, but I was wondering like about the strategy of why they're plans so close to each other maybe it has just something to do with college students being on break because that seems to be that college 18 to 22 ish seems to be what maybe both of those conferences are kind of angled towards more um but if you're going to think about going to one of those then you're probably going to have to choose which one you are going to you're you're going to lead a group to or try to get people involved I've met young adults doing passion where it's just like, they're just on their own. They're not going with any leaders. They heard about it. And it's like, they're making this, it's almost quasi pilgrimage type vibe that they give off about it, you know? And personally, I gravitate more towards an Urbana scene. Um, that's going to be about like how we're implementing, how we're connecting with the, the mission of God. And, yeah. and not that passion stuff isn't about that. I actually had a nephew that went to it this last year found out about it at our Christmas gathering and then followed up with him afterwards just to hear about why he went and what he experienced and, and like what it was like and stuff. And I just tend to err more on the side of the, 
yeah, what are we doing to join God in mission? I want to praise Jesus in, in every way, not not just a few minutes out of the week, but like how am I joining the mission every day? So that's my plug and my bias between those two. Yeah, I just looked it up, by the way, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Passion, there's two events. So Dallas-Fort Worth, December 28th through 30th. So the, the exact same time as Urbana and Indianapolis. Um, the other Atlanta, which is where Passion has typically been in the past, January 3rd through the 5th of 2023. So they are really close together. Are the, do you know if the cost? And I'm sure they're catching, up, but... yeah, they're catching a lot of college students before they their new semester. They start. go back, yeah. I'm going to look up the cost and see how comparative those, those things are as well, because this is not a, you know, I talked to a college student that went to Passion, but then when it comes to like doing something for the summer, they got to get a job. They can't go on a mission trip because it costs so much money, but yeah. So <laughs> I tend to have my judgmental biases these ways. But Chris, or what about locally for you, as far as your engagement with the local church body and young adults, and you've been journeying along on Sunday mornings with, with some folks. Yeah, by the way, $129 for Passion Atlanta. And you would think I would know how much Urbana is, but I don't know. It might be free. We don't know. We it's don't know. definitely not free. Yeah. I want to say there's an early bird $99 <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but anyway, locally, um, yeah, locally has been tricky. So there's like this college age class that I've been a part of. Um, and yeah, I'm still, I basically rotate in as a facilitator once a month. Um, so, but it's kind of tricky, you know, and this brings me to the Facebook group thing, which we can talk about a little bit later, but somebody asked on our Nazarene College Young Adult Ministry Facebook thing, <clears throat> what's the biggest challenge you're facing? And for me, I said, you know, it's it's trying to get young adults, and in my case, these are really college age. This group is is really targeted at the first five years after high school, um, whether you're working or not, or college or not, or whatever. But anyway, um, it's trying to get them really to be outwardly focused. I mean, it really feels like this little pocket, this little club, like this little 12 to 15 young adults. Uh, some of them only come to that. They don't come to a worship service. Um, so for me, that youth group 2.0 kind of feel of, mm. uh, this is really just another youth group experience. Um, I'm having issues with that and um, and I need to discuss this more with our the other leaders of this group because again, I'm kind of like a guest facilitator, so it's really not my thing. So I don't have a lot of, I'm not the one guiding it, steering it. Um, and so philosophically, I'm having some issues with it. And so, um, yeah, we, we need to, I feel like we need to figure that out. Um, so it's a little interesting and, uh, you know, Hey friends, I'm not going to call you up by name, but the friends who helped me facilitate that. If you ever listen to this, I love you. You're awesome. I appreciate your heart and what you're doing. Uh, I just want to make sure we do what's best for these young adults. So they fully integrate into the life of the church and, you know, don't just have this little five-year whatever, and then they duck out for the next five years and then may or may not come back. So anyway, locally, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with my role and how much I lean in and say, hey, um, I think we should consider a, another angle, philosophy of ministry on this, that kind of thing. Um, what I'm also learning at my age too is I'm just very opinionated. And when, when I think, um, you know, I have uh, a more experientially informed um, the solution for something it's it's hard for me to settle for other solutions that i see as inferior um so i have pride issues as well <laughs> so if we could turn this into some therapy that'd be awesome granted but that's kind of what's going on for me locally i um it's interesting because there's another group that started and it's funny because i'm in a worship service at our church which is like four 12, 13, 1400 people. It's a good sized church. And then all of a sudden from the platform, the pastor's like, oh, we want to introduce so-and-so. They're starting a new young adult ministry thing um, that's going to happen on Sunday afternoons at 1 p.m. Uh, right after church, this and that. And I literally had no idea. No, I, 
I had no idea this was going to happen, who this person was. I had to introduce myself after the service and just be like, hey, I'm so excited. This is awesome. If, you know, if you need any help with this or you want, you know, blah, 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 you know. So it was weird to be like part of a church where something's happening in your sort of sphere of ministry and to have no idea what was happening. It was just weird. I was like, okay. So we'll see how that goes. But also my issue is that that has nothing to do and is no, not connected in any way to this other college age group that I'm a part of. Interesting. And to me, that's a, that's a problem that you just have these disjunct disjointed kind of things happening and not an overall what's our real approach and mission and what are we trying to do with with young adults uh not four or two young adults that's interesting you have 12 to 1400 people coming on a sunday morning yeah it might be 1500 now it's it's really even post-pandemic yeah is that low post-pandemic was it higher what do you mean like, was it more people than that, than 1,500? It's more now than pre-pandemic. More now coming in person than pre-pandemic. Yes. That's the first time I think that I've heard that from, from a Nazarene pastor context. Yeah. The, the bad side of that, I would say, is there's little tendencies towards Christian nationalism, towards the conservative sort of thing. Oh, yeah, like we're coming back in person. Um, the way it should be. I mean, it's good and bad. There's part of me that's like, uh, why? Why is there so much energy right right now? Hmm. Like, what's what is what is the source of the energy? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm skeptical or cynical. I'm often cynical. I actually, I would say realistic, but I find it very cares. endearing about you. So, um. So anyway, yeah, that's very interesting. Um. I mean, this church is doing as good financially as they ever have, and probably on average, a higher attendance than ever. Wow. And just young adult things just popping up all over the place. My concern is if, if that's happened for the wrong reasons, it's going to be celebrated anyway. And that's going to mm. push uh, further yeah. that direction. What's your uh, 1.7 uh, online multiplier? It's three and a half. <laughs> you have a three and a half multiplier? I don't even know what you mean. I was just trying to roll with it and make something up. but <laughs> So I think both of your districts are signed up with the district toolbox and maybe using the app. Have you guys got notification yet? If Actually, For you're going to Indy. Yeah, your district assembly. Are you guys using the, the district toolbox the app? Jeremy, uh, for ours, yes, they've. Um, we're supposed to get it. I think in the next few days, information about it, which I'm looking forward to because you were talking about issues with voting at your district assembly last year. The um, the internet, we had so many issues that we had to um, on the fly. Our presiding GS, um, more insider nazarene language the person running the meeting he called an audible he called an audible and we just wrote like it was handwritten it wasn't even like printed out ballots it was it was just like here's the options on the screen and you're just handwriting everything they didn't have any capabilities it was i actually heard the story all the jokes about needing to bring in like the um the Elon Musk uh, Wi-Fi balloon kind of thing, like Starlink. Part, <laughs> yes, part of it is just by virtue of the location of the campgrounds, it's a bit remote. Um, so I'm looking forward to a improvement in that, so that we can have a a better voting experience. I hope that's the case. Hmm. Have you used this yet, Chris? No, Jeremy. What time did you four fit or fifteen after? Is that your hard out? Uh, no, like 4.35. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Edit that out. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. See. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's next on uh, ministry, local ministry updates? I think Jeremy was running with it. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got two weeks left in the semester for college ministry stuff. 
uh, during the school year. So we'll do special events, finals week. That's one of the, like the start and end of the semesters are um, kind of historically been big events that we've done. So we'll do one night. We will um, show up with 12 to 15 dozen donuts. There's a Krispy Kreme right near campus. So I'll go just buy out the store and then just go to the library. It's one of those, like we promote that, hey, on this night after dinner, some point in that evening, we will show up with donuts. And um, so like semi-promote it, but not give a time. Um, and that and may sound, just, sorry to interrupt, that may sound weird yeah. to some people that you would take donuts to a library. But since I just spent a few hours at that library, that's also where the 1901 coffee thing is. So it's yes. a perfect place for donuts. That's a good point. Yeah. So there's a coffee shop cafe in the, in that area. So it's, I set up there and then um, it's a, it's a easy way to recruit some of our college students to do something like that are a part of our stuff at the church. Uh, it's just like, Hey, walk around with a box of donuts. Um, and it's like, it's, it's a fun thing. We'll do one of the other nights we'll do at the church, like late night pancakes where people can come get pancakes made to order. If you're looking at the video right here are all the griddles that we will use uh, to make those pancakes. <laughs> they look real small when I do it like that. Um, You're speaking my language, man. As a campus ministry dude, I mean, we had so many pancake events. I can't even tell you how many pancakes I've flipped in the last. Yeah, it's, it's fun. And, it, and it's, it's always midnight, always late night. Yes. Yeah. Um, one of the things I'm looking at moving into next school year is um, doing things like this are fun and we'll continue to do them. Um, but thinking like, okay, when are other times that I can do pancakes that aren't the end of the semester where any momentum gathered is just kind of like then strewn to the wind. Um, and not that I, um, not that we can't do stuff just for the good of it, but if I'm going to do stuff just for the good of it, it's going to be maybe a little bit more kingdom oriented than pancakes. Um, but if it's a fun event like that, I'd, I'd rather try to do it to where that momentum can push into other areas. Um, so uh, we're doing that. I'm looking to try to multiply our discipleship efforts next year to where we'll continue to do, um, for those of you who've been listening consistently throughout to the last month, few months, one of the things that I pivoted to for our local church is moving our uh, small group for college-age young adults to Sunday morning during Sunday school hour um, for several different logistical reasons, including the sanity of my family of five, um, and figuring out childcare in the evenings, but it's actually gone like we moved it to Sunday school hour on a Sunday morning and it's grown. Um, not like exponentially, but like we're averaging 15 to 20 when we were averaging like 10 to 12, uh, on a weekly basis. Um, and like a group of 10 to a group of 20, that's just like different. Uh, it's a big enough difference that it's, uh, it's been fun. Um, and we'll continue to do that, but looking to try to, there's a few other people who are feeling led to start some small groups throughout the week. And so trying to partner with them to where like, hey, if you're a college age young adult and you want to be a part of a small group, like this is the one we'd point you to. And uh, trying to give some other opportunities for discipleship. Because one of the other great things that I'm finding being here now three years is that um, there are it's kind of like this on-ramp where like most of our group that meets on a Sunday morning or has met for our small groups are freshmen and sophomores. And then the most volunteer minded, most involved college students are juniors and seniors. Uh, and often they're like serving in children's or in the youth group and they're busy during Sunday morning. And uh, which is great. Like the fact that they're getting more deeply involved in different areas of the church but also trying to create other avenues for discipleship to where if they're busy during the time that I'm leading a Bible study, that there's other opportunities throughout the week for them to get plugged in to fellowship and discipleship. One for the importance of discipleship and also my ongoing goal that um, our college age young adults get connected with more people than just the pastoral staff, um, but that they, uh, we help kind of point them towards other really meaningful relationships with um, uh, really strong lay leaders. So that's, I'm now in the fun phase of like getting stuff ready for the end of the year and then starting to dream of what next year will look like. So that's uh, what's coming up. We'll do some stuff throughout the summer. I'm 
working on planning our since I've been here for three years, our first retreat for young adults um, using the fall break that comes with the the calendar for the university to go to a campgrounds or something in a one to two hour radius of Nashville and go do like a two, three day uh, retreat as uh, a way of growing and deepening relationships. Yeah, that's what I've got. Sweet. What about you, Kenny? pancake event but. before kenny goes can i just ask for clarification jeremy on kind of your, yeah. your demographics and stuff do you have many post-college young adults do you have like alum so to speak tnu treveca alum or what is your post-college young adult crowd look like yeah most of them are post treveca alum that are in the area um or they are they grew up in the church, like at Trevecca Community Church, went somewhere else, and now they're back in Nashville. And so this is like their home church. Yeah. Um, there's, by virtue of either Trevecca Church or Trevecca University, most people have some kind of um, interaction. We've had, we have a growing number of people who are in their mid to late 20s who are landing here for like grad school at Trevecca. And mm-hmm. so they may not really have a Nazarene connection but they came here for like the PA physician's assistance program um, or the, um, the MBA program or something. And so they get, are getting plugged into the church and um, that's where some of the exciting energies in those areas where there's a few people that are like, Hey, I can help be a part of the solution. So there's a group of three young ladies who started what they call girls night, which is a Tuesday night, small group that they, it was, they're kind of like, late probably like 20 to 28 year olds so like tail end of college uh traditional undergrad age um and then like right out of college and um it was just three or four of them that were like hey we're going to commit to this no matter the size um of it and over the last year i've like built up a really solid like group that when like what you hope in a small group when they commit to like help with something the whole group is helping with stuff serving in um the different outreach opportunities in the church, that kind of thing. Cool. What's up, Kenny? Well, I've got a couple updates and developments with local young adult stuff. Kind of excited to share with you guys. Our connects on Sunday mornings are still um, moving right along and we'll continue to do that with the summer, just in between the worship service have different volunteers provide a little snack. Did you ever fix that problem of some of the uh, the prime timers sneaking in and stealing? No, food? we've embraced it. We embrace it. We we just continue to ask them how many young adults they are by just, age. Just turn it jujitsu. It. We totally do. And little kids come up, and you know, we try to make it. It's 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 an open, it's an open set, not a closed set. I like I like how you said. I like how you said, oh, we've just embraced it. And then you, you explain the very, the passive aggressive comments that you, we've totally embraced it. Now, how, how many young adults are you? Yeah. Oh, we totally do. You can have that donut, but you need to ask a question first. When I'm there, I do that. I don't know if everybody does that, but I do it in front of them. I try to lead by example. Um, and so and we picked up the, the monthly um, lunches again, and that's been a really good thing. And I've had some college age students that have helped kind of speak into that with me i was doing like the slido thing and giveaways and like you know you know qr codes blah 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 and they're like yeah don't do that anymore we just want to hang out like we i've been talking to people and and yeah just um do you have to do that and i'm like no i don't so um yeah the last one we did we did a we did like a nacho bar type thing and so i just get some main I get some people that uh, I knew would come through with like the main dish course things like the ground beef and the chicken. Um, and then we had young adults like bring some side stuff. Um, and that, that worked pretty good. People seem to like that. We're doing a pizza one. I think we're going to do like a Costco pizza and Costco salad one on May 1st. Costco pizza. Yeah. yeah. I know. I asked some young adults like what type of pizza should we get? And they're like, Costco's pretty good. And I was like, all right. Yes. So the church provided that, but I'm going to see if I can get people to bring salads. So I'm trying to make it more sustainable. And so what me and the youth pastor have worked out since he's kind of my, 
my direct report as a volunteer to him and young adult ministry stuff, right? That's how it's structured is every other month, the church will kind of sponsor it. And then the other months I reach out to like older adults and see if they'll cover the food piece of it and then get some young adults to bring stuff along. So we're, we're experimenting with that. Um, an idea came up and this came from our youth pastor and I'm embracing it and we're going to just see how it goes over the summer and I'm bouncing off some young adults, but on Sunday nights over the summer, um, different pastoral staff are going to host a game night once a month at their house for young adults to come hang out at. I think we'll do some type of like sign up or something like that to make sure that there's some people coming. We're just going to see how that goes. Cause there was already conversations of young adults wanting to do college age and older young adults wanting to do a game night of some variety. And I was like, let me know when, like, we'll get it on the calendar and we'll get the room space reserved. If you want to use church space or you can do it somebody home and you don't need anybody's permission, just do it whenever. Um, so that's been kind of cool to have those conversations and, um, our last lunch, it was, we had not just Nazarene school kids there, but like kids from a couple other colleges. I just met a new couple on Easter Sunday morning. It looked like they're dating, but they go to Boise State. Um, and so we're branching out a little bit, but we, when our group gets together, it's a group of like people that are like 18, 19 freshman year college to people that are like late twenties for lunch it's a it's an invite to them all um and that that gathers a pretty good group of people a little bit different each time um and then district i'm officially i got officially appointed as an ex officio member to the district nyi council as a young adult something or other i don't know what they're calling me i think i know thank you climbing the ladder one i know here we go one more volunteer little little rung here that's um, awesome we're just trying to multiply that i want to see all you know 70 whatever districts to have a young adult ministry coordinator yeah and some of them some of them do and yeah, as we know but um i i found out when nyi convention was because it was just a little bit different this year so it was at the beginning of the month and i went to it i ended up on a board of tellers which i i don't know i need to do a better job of avoiding that um i think this <laughs> app will help hopefully um in the future when you're off in a room counting balance yeah it is it's really yeah exactly i mean you know you know where i'm coming from but they they elected um two young adult reps to the the council which are which have always been there but then with my role it's a little bit different because you got somebody that's specifically interfacing with them so they elected a, a guy that hasn't graduated high school yet but he's graduating senior and they elected uh, a girl that's a sophomore at Northwest Nazarene and they're both from the same church and it's, and it's two hours away from Nampa. Um, but immediately after the convention was over, I'm like, Hey, what are you guys doing right now? Can I take you, can we walk over to flying M together? So we walked a few blocks together as Jesus would with people that he was journeying with and had a great time and came out of that with a, just ideating and stuff. And they're like, let's do a campy trip. And I don't know if it was me or them, but I was like, you know, um, the district's going to Lagoon, amusement park in Salt Lake area, first weekend of August, and often churches camp there. What if we just put those together? And so young adults could be pointed towards that, and they could go camping, and they could have the thing that's for young adults, but they might be around people from their church too, if they wanted to. So I haven't got that approved yet, but that may be something that we were trying, at least exploring, see if it's a fit for our district. Um, I'm, I'm, I keep, you know, when I hear youth group 2.0, I think about stuff like that and ideas I'm pushing along like that, piggybacking something and wonder maybe that's not helping the whole youth group 2.0 perspective when you piggyback an NYI event, but at the same time, I don't know. It just gives that momentum. What's that, what's that word that describes like when enough things gather together in the same place kind of takes on a life of itself. What's that phrase? General assembly. Effervescent. These are not the words I'm thinking of at all. Synergy. Synergy. It's another one. It's like, um, it's like a, it's like a momentum thing. It's like that point of no return type thing, but it's like a, it's like, I feel like I'm playing trades. Inertia. Inertia. But it's like the tipping point. It's like the, the momentum 
Sounds like Black Horizon. Hole Horizon Point. Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. No, none of this. So anyway, 10,000 hours. That, that Tipipolo always talked about collective effervescence. It's what happens in a giant room of worshiping people. Collective effervescence. That sounds like a cologne. Hmm. Did I tell you guys about the Lulu Sparkle? Mechanical tea. I told you guys about the Lulu Sparkle, right? At Flying M. That's what. Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just say that the word that I'm thinking of is the Lulu Sparkle. That you just reach that point and then you have momentum. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I'm kind of excited about that. Kind of excited about that, and and just the networking with other folks that are doing college age young adult repping at, at district council. I want to get a little more intentional about that. Uh, I did a fun little project this last couple of weeks and I've got all the names and contacted all the youth pastors at all the college church is on the USA Canada region that, or the church that serves as like the college church and the young adult pastor or pastors or college age pastors at all the college ish type churches. You know, there's only three churches that have college in their name that function in that role. Like Treveca community church is, pretty much the college church of Treveca, but it's not college church. Yeah. It but, used to be oh, College Hill. Did it really? Yeah, they changed it. Because uh, it used to be up at the top of the hill. That was the reason they called it Is that. Is that why but people refer it. to going to the hill when they talk about going to Treveca? Yeah, because it's the whole campus is on a hill. Have you ever heard that, Chris? Have you heard people talk about that? Yeah, yeah. But it's like anywhere they're at on the fields, they'll talk about they're going, they're going to the hill or on the district. And it's like part of the campus. It's part of like the marketing like thing of Trevec, which Chris, you'd probably be more aware of that than either of us having grown up in the Treveca field. Yeah. So yeah. I'm 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 realizing that we wait have real done... quick, real quick. Yeah. Are you talking about so name the college? Is it is it Aletha? Oh, Beth? Aletha, um, Olivet, Olivet, and and Nampa all have college churches in the title. Okay, Bethany changed, so they don't have college church. Yeah, it's just Bethany first, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Bethany first, San Diego first. Uh, what's the one for ENC? Wollaston. Wollaston. Wollaston, that's right, yeah. Yep. And then Trebekah. Mount Vernon had, doesn't have a college church, so there's like there's Three. there's churches right around that well you would know better than i do but i asked about this i was checking in with a couple people on it yeah mount vernon has lake home church first church and then new life yep um and they i don't i don't exactly know how they are but my good buddy troy mcnichols is the pastor at new life so i think that one gets more students than the others that's that's the vibe that i got and ambrose i checked a little bit in calgary and there's not really that connection there to campus and a specific nazarene church or or like any church i mean people go to churches but so how many of those churches that you connected with have a young adult pastor uh do they have specific college pastors yeah i have to go back and look because there were a couple that had young adult and a couple that had college and then some, it's college and young adults mixed into one. And someone was just college pastor. <laughs> someone was just young adult pastor. I'd have to go look and break, break that down. But I just, I think there's some interesting conversations to be had there between people that are in those similar kind of situations. So I'm looking at that. Anyway, I was going to say, I'm realizing we've done our normal front end banter, which has been fantastic. We've done our life updates and we've done ministry updates and we are at the end of our time with Jeremy. And we haven't even got to our show notes on debriefing <laughs> leadership conference. So I think, I mean, I, I think this is a really great start to get something out there um, <clears throat> that I can work on a little bit and get out there. And then we can do kind of a, a part two follow-up and just really focus in on some things we want to debrief together from our our journeys and travails over the last month and a half. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Or we can put yeah. out like almost two shorter episodes. I don't, I don't know if this one shorter edited down so that it's not. So know. it's also good though. If we add on, like if in a couple of weeks we can sit down and do like the the show notes, the notes kind of stuff. Yeah, I think this would be a good, can, can you qualify things as like bonus episodes, like outside 
It totally can, but why, why we're not, we're not like following any specific track right now. Like we're, <laughs> I feel we, like we should emulate. We track. are done with that, with the book. Wrote, so. and be about two more hours. Well, I feel like I could just keep talking with you guys. I don't care what you guys think, but um, I do have a call. I do have a cultural corner thing. It's really interesting that I thought maybe I'd offer as a wrap up thought and we can pick it up later if you guys are cool. And then we can do our, our outro um, Sounds great. So on Good Friday, Mike Kip and I went on like a 15 mile um, bike ride out around the lake here in Nampa, and um, it's fantastic. And then I had lunch at his house. And we were talking, started talking shop. And listen to this, man. There are like scientific, sociologically done. This isn't proper grammar. Um, I'm not an academic. Research delving into like maturity and emotional acuity and preparedness of like college students and young adults and what they found on any links to put up to back this up this is just conversation with a you know youth and family ministry professor and research he's been delving into the i'm gonna mess this up i tried this with my wife she's like you said that the most complicated way possible so you guys help me that the college the college graduate of today is equivalent to the high school graduate from 25 years ago maturity wise okay so over the last pardon me just reacts to that there's no way to not if you're a current college you know for your daughter coming up there's no way to kind of not be insulted by that on some levels right so i'm not sharing it with her i'm sharing it with you um <laughs> have you found this to be true <laughs> but i mean yeah yeah i would say in terms of like there's been a drift purity and social skills ability to navigate mm. um yeah. you know i would say that sounds kind of true I thought um, the time period would have been shorter, like would have been 10 to 15 years, not 25, because it feels like it's, I've been noticing it. If I was an attempt at generosity or something, but. No. Um, yeah, I want to, I want to find that study and look at it a little bit more and see kind of what the, the anchor pieces and qualifiers are, are for that, because I definitely think, I mean, we've talked about I th- collectively over different episodes and conversations together. There is some type of drift there. Yeah, you could also make a case for like current Gen Z college grads, whatever, are further along in some areas for sure than college grads of 25 years ago. I mean, there's certain yeah. skill sets and and things, um, but yeah, there's definitely been a trade-off and it I mean, just preparation for adulthood. Just dealing with my own girls, my own daughters and what they're able to tackle on their own and what they really need help with yeah there's lots of times where i just kind of think like hmm i was doing twice as much work in school and whatever at my age you know one of those stupid things you think as a dad but i was your age but it it is interesting to think about like what uh it seemed like yeah but I don't know, um, like where you want to go with that. Like what? Nowhere right now. Like I can, I, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out some. Uh, and does does that, here. does that fit right along with the the whole conversation that's been ten years old now of emerging adolescent of emerging adulthood, the extension of adolescence kind of stuff? Like it's it's just part of that. Um, it's but, interesting because. Um, uh, Adolescence is starting earlier, but it's taking longer to become an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeremy, you need to go, man. I want to keep you, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll find out some solid kind of research and thoughts on this. So we can bring it back around. Need your um, reaction, Jeremy? Anything you want to add? Uh, yeah. And, and just thinking about it. Yeah. I don't think it's would be surprising. I'd be interested to see the research. Um, cause my first thought then is like, what are the implications of, um, on ministry, on expectations, uh, you know, is it a reality that we can, um, 
that is can be shaped by parents, church leaders, and academics, or is that just like, um, yeah, like all of the what are the causal things? What could impact it? Um, and I think in line so with conversation. Go ahead. Does it create opportunities? Is there more of a need for mentoring and for intergenerational mm. relationships now than ever before? So there's a way to look at that and just kind of lament the factuality of it or a, a way to, to see it as opportunity. Um, it does make me yeah. think about some things that I've heard about Gen Z, like you shouldn't just generally give them a goal and say, hey, go do this, but give them some steps like, hey, if you, you know, instead of saying like, oh, you should really follow up with this person, like they need to translate, what does follow up mean? What do you mean by that? You That's know, so somebody, somebody in your ministry, instead of just saying, hey, you should totally follow up with this person. Instead, you should say like, hey, why don't you give Jeff a call and just see how he's doing? Ask him how that thing went at work that he was talking about in class and, you know, give them a specific, here's what follow up looks like kind of thing. So I, I think we're going to have a lot of those kind of opportunities but again, there's a way to see that as there's a real opportunity for us to connect, you know, generations and do. So anyway, um, that was one of my first thoughts with it. Yeah. But as a parent, that's very challenging at times because there, there are times as a dad, I just kind of feel like, oh man, I feel like you should know what to do right now. And you don't. Uh, but I think I have a conversation to apologize for yesterday with one of my kids. <laughs> I'm feeling convicted right now. Uh-oh. it's a good time to do an outro are you ready boys oh you ready chris i'm i'm always ready are, yeah really yeah <laughs> now from here on out <laughs> i love it this is fun well until next time hey fail forward be present and be teachable thank you guys peace see ya <laughs>